Amen. It's good. Again, it's good to be here this morning. And I know we have several that's out that are sick. Yes. And I think the uh, I think COVID's kind of wrapped up a little bit, a lot with the uh, with just just the flu. And of course, that's bad enough. It's all bad enough. But it's good for you know uh, just to keep yourself uh, you know just as healthy as you can. Just stay you know just keep yourself sanitized, your hands sanitized. And I know this stuff is really bad, but you know you know God's going to get us through it. Amen. <laughs> no doubt about it. You know God's going to get us through it. Just lean on him. But does anybody have anyone to lift up in prayer? Especially, I know Bo and Linda, they're not here. Uh, I think Linda has the, she has COVID. Mm -hmm. And uh, I need to pray for them. Brother Bob. Brother Wayne, I'd like for everybody to remember Brother Jeff. I mean, most of you know, he uh, got another finger caught in the saw this week. And so it's not going to be an easy fix if it can be fixed. So uh, remember Brother Jeff, he's in a lot of pain right now. Amen. Amen. Remember, Royce is still recovering. Yeah. Yeah. Don't sound good. He's better, but don't sound good. There's still a lot. Chris is still recovering. Yeah. Yeah. Greg is healing them. They're on the mend that they've had it hard. Yeah, I talked to Greg yesterday. He's he was coughing about every other breath, but he's mm -hmm. he's a, he's a lot better. Not better. Remember the Thomas family, they, I think they're, they're sick. Yeah. Uh, uh, they landed, I believe, is sick. They came into the doctor this morning, so let's remember, remember them. There's a whole bunch. Lots of sick folks. Lots of sick folks. Well, let's, uh, let's go to, in prayer. And, and uh, Brother Mark, I ask you to lead us in this prayer. Please. Father, we thank you for the joy and privilege of coming to your house this morning to celebrate the birth of your son. Lord, we thank you for the message this morning. That yes. You blessed us and edified us, Lord. And we, we pray that the praise and worship continues this morning, Lord, as we give you the glory. We ask you, Lord, to help all those that are homebound and sick today and those in need to be with them, Lord. And let us keep the reminder today and tomorrow, Lord, that you are the reason for the season we're in. Yes. And I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Let's look at it. And then we're gonna have we're gonna have something to sing a special. I know Jess has got something she can share, and uh, I think Kayla's got something she can share. And, and uh and we just you know if you got a song you want to do, by all means let's do it. And and uh, we're just gonna have a great time in the house of the Lord. But look the look in your hearing book, look to page two sixty-seven. I'm gonna let Chris share a little bit about this song right here. Uh, he did last night with the, at our Murphy get together, and I didn't know this about this song, but this uh, this this uh, was very special. This poem that was written, but well, let's Chris, if you don't mind, you share a little bit about it. Just like you shared last night. Um, one of the great American poets, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, uh, wrote this poetry, and it came at at a, a time in his life that. Uh, he was doing a lot of things about 1860 after having been married for 18 years his uh, wife's dress caught on fire and he was trying to put it out and it, it caused her death and very serious injury to him and he was a professor at uh, Harvard University which you know back in those days was uh, a religious institution and then we fast forward to about 1861, 
when the Civil War broke out. And about 1862, his oldest son, Charles, ran off from home to join the Army, to be in the Army. And he was uh, mortally or, or seriously wounded by a gunshot. He went to Washington, D.C. to retrieve him and to bring him back home and uh, care for him, uh, not knowing if he would live or not. And it was a very turbulent time in the world. Kind of reminds me a little bit about now. You know, and a lot of times during the world when things were very turbulent. And uh, so on Christmas Day, there in Cambridge, Massachusetts, as the church bells rang, and to signal it being Sunday, plus it being Christmas Day. Uh, then he wrote this song, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Their old familiar carols play. And as you sing through the verses, you come to understand that uh, he was transitioning through a period in this life of losing his wife and the Civil War was raging and not knowing if his son would live. But as we sing through these verses and he shares the emotion of his heart through that, then you get to, to a very positive conclusion as we get down to those last two verses. So if you're gonna sing it, why don't you just have to sing it all the way I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Thanks, 267. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. They're all
fifth for sharing about yeah, this song. Yeah. I will never forget that. I'll never forget that. Let's sing one right here. I know this is Glenn's favorite song. This is probably one of my favorite Christmas songs here. Everybody should have a handout sheet on that. Beautiful star <laughs>
realize, and let's do uh, Christmas morning. Let's do that. Pam, will you come up? We're going to share one this morning. And, uh, We spent some time. Uh, we spent some time back uh, last. Uh, winter singing school a little bit and tried to learn to sing her notes and uh, one thing that when, when you went to visit our granddaddy Murphy and I'm saying this because you know it, it's not a bad thing to have traditions and things that you do um, at times and so if we went to his house he's going to do two things he's going to sing a song and you're just going to play a game of checkers. He would tell you how checkers was the biggest little game they were. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't think about singing a song without singing the notes because that's just what they did. So uh, in the Christmas season, one of the ones that we did was a song called Christmas Morning. And, uh, so, if y'all indulge us, we'll try to sing the notes for you and then sing the verses on it, and I'm going to key it down a little bit. Yeah. So, don't
Chris can teach you. If he can teach me that, I can <laughs> I think, Jess, do you have anything that you can share? Great, great. And uh, Jess, when she gets done, do you, uh, Kayla, I hope, will you share something? Now, thanks, Jess. Uh, you know, we got someone else can run the run the sound like that.
Thank you. Thank
Y'all come on down. We'll do that. Bless the Lord. Now we uh, we shared this song. Oh, do the greatest story. We shared this song here a couple weeks ago. And um, does anybody have anything they'd like to say? I, I guess before we sing, you have a word of testimony. Brother Lane, I'm thrilled this morning. Come on, brother. Uh, for what I've been able to witness and to feel this morning, uh, when I'm thrilled that uh, we got people that'll stand up and sing for the glory of God. Sure. Uh, that little girl, Henry, bless her heart. Uh, she's so young and she's willing to sing. I can't wait to watch her grow and develop in church. And, and when she got lost, she looked to her mom. I'm glad we got a mama to look to. Amen. Uh, that was just a symbol right there of the church in our lives. Uh, the way that mama just helped her get right back on track. And I'll just be thankful this morning. I had a good mama, but now I have a good mother. Sure. I have somebody that cares sure. for me this morning, Brother Wayne. And I just love her this morning. God bless the church this morning. Amen. Hey, God bless you, Brother Bob. The uh, last couple of <coughs> days, um, we, my little brother is his wife and uh, the son that they took in from Togo, Africa, uh, has been with us. And they had to go back last night. And um, that, that's a, a very interesting story about how Mark and Joy took in a young man only 10 or 11 years ago, uh, old, uh, originally from a, uh, a different country that um, has been able to really make something of himself because of somebody sharing their life sure. with him. And he recently passed his CPA exam and he's gonna be able to build a life here and uh, contribute. And um, I asked uh, Mark, my brother, I said, I just can't imagine where Herbie, that's his name, where Herbie would be if y'all hadn't done for him what y'all done for him. I said, what, what would actually become of him? <coughs> of course, we don't know that. But uh, it gave rise, Brother Steve, to the thought in my mind that where would we be and, and what would what would become of us if Jesus and God had not sent His Son oh, Jesus to do for us what He did. And so um, I feel a, a deep sense of joy in my heart and celebration for what, for what God did sure. in sending His Son. And uh, I mentioned when we sung this song before that Wayne's going to sing the verses on it, but I like a true story. I don't, I don't waste my time on that make-believe stuff. I like a true story. And this is the greatest story ever told. Amen. Six. Yes.
I, uh, I'm going to read out of St. Luke. Matthew and Luke both record the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, Luke goes into a little more detail on certain things of it, where Matthew uh, goes into detail on some, on some other parts of it. Uh, but um, before we read that, I'd like to, I wrote down some, uh, some, some words from the prophets and, and um, we know that we know that Jesus was prophesied. A lot of people feel like that uh, some 2,000 and something years ago when he was born that that was, that was the beginning of him. But uh, that, was, that was just the beginning of God in the flesh. Uh, I believe that uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit have been on the scene since the beginning of time. I believe this was a four-day plan that was uh, not just thought up as a backup, but uh, it was it was uh, planned out by God and and and, and was carried out. And a um, uh, few places I'm going to you don't have to turn there, but if you want to, you can. Over in Isaiah the seventh chapter. It says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Amen. Isaiah also says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord will perform this. Amen. Micah, <clears throat> the prophet says, But thou, Bethlehem, Euphrates, Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. Sounds like it goes back. And then the prophet Zechariah says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly, and riding upon an ass, and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. And and uh, these are all these are all prophecies uh, of Jesus. And this is not all of them. I just jotted down a few verses here, but I couldn't help but think about uh, some of the things that happened. In the book of Daniel, uh, the Bible said that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and you know the story how he called the wise men, the uh, astrologers, the sorcerers, all of them to come and try to interpret this dream, and they could not because Nebuchadnezzar could not give them a, a starting place to go from. And uh, it made Nebuchadnezzar mad that, that they couldn't interpret this dream, so he had uh, decided that he was going to kill all the wise men and uh, astrologers and sorcerers 
And uh, Daniel got wind of this, and, 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 and Daniel came, and uh, he interpreted the dream that he had. And in this dream, the Bible said that Nebuchadnezzar saw a stone cut out of a mountain without hands. And then the Bible says that this stone went and had dominion yeah. over all the other kingdoms. Yeah. And it was an everlasting kingdom that had no end. These are types and shadows of this Jesus that I'm fixing to read to you about over in the book of Luke. Where the king cast Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire for not falling down and worshiping the image, and he gave them a second chance. When he found out they weren't good, he gave them a second chance. And they still wouldn't bow down. They're gonna put their faith and trust in God. If we die, we die. But we're just not gonna bow down to an image. The Bible said that the king looked and he said, did I not cast three men bound into the fire? But he said, oh, I see four. <laughs> walking around and not hurt the fire. And the fourth looks like the Son of God. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Now this was, this took place long before what I'm fixing to read to you happened in Bethlehem. So there was visions given to prophets. There was Jesus was on the scene a long time before. Little did a lot of people know that he was there helping them. But it was prophesied that a king should come. And some were looking for the king, some still are. But they were looking for a king who would come in king's clothing and in royalty, that would set up a forceful kingdom that uh, would be forceful about everything, but instead, Instead, they got a king who was humble and loving and made us free moral agents to choose as to whether we were going to adhere to his teachings or refuse. But nevertheless, it was an everlasting kingdom. Over in the book of St. Luke, if you want to turn, and I, I feel like I have to read the first chapter in order to read these few verses in the second chapter. Um, First chapter of St. Luke says, For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. This came from eyewitnesses that saw and witnessed these things. It's not a hearsay, it's not something made up. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the first, to write unto you in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. He said, there was in the days of Herod the king of Judah a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were uh, now well stricken in years. 
And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord, and the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel of the Lord, the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Uh, I can't help but believe that that uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth had spent their young life praying uh, for a son. Uh, I believe that uh, they were godly people, and, and I believe that they prayed that God would send them a son. But as they begin to get older, and, and, and the, the, the change in our bodies, and we know we get to a certain state where the likelihood of having children, a certain age that the likelihood of having children is passed, I imagine they had probably quit praying about it. They probably just said, well, it's God's will that we don't have a baby. And if that's his will, we'll just be satisfied with that. But let me tell you something, Dave. Sometimes God has plans that goes far beyond what we can think uh, could happen. Amen. So uh, he says here, and thou, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Many of the children of Israel shall be turned uh, to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Boy, that right there preached. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. Now, uh, let's don't fall out with Zechariah, but uh, uh, he wasn't dumb. He knew that they were old. And uh, he asked the angel, Whereby shall we know this? And, uh, and the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am set to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long uh, in the temple. I imagine that uh, when normally when Zacharias being a priest, when he went into the temple uh, to, to, to do alms to God, it probably didn't take very long. So they were expecting him to just go in, be in there for a few minutes and come back out. But no doubt, uh, when he tarried to come back out, uh, they began to wonder uh, what was going on. And so it says here, and when he came out, he could not speak unto them, and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his <coughs> administration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, 
and hid herself uh, five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel uh, uh, came in unto her and said, uh, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast her mind, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And that boy, I like this part. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary to the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it known unto me, uh, uh, be it known unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her, and Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is, and whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that, <clears throat> that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaid, for behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has shewed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich he hath sent away empty. He hath opened his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned 
uh, to her own house. Now Elizabeth's full time had came that she should be delivered and she brought forth a son and her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had shewed the uh, had shewed great mercy upon her and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying, His name is John, and they marveled all. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spake, and praised God, and fear came on all that dwelt about them. And all these sayings were noise abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts. Uh, uh, till the day uh, of his shewing unto Israel. I'm going to read a few verses in the second uh, chapter here. And it said, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree uh, from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city, and Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea and unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in, laid him in a manger because there was no room uh, for them in the inn. And there were in the <clears throat> same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. 
And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even to, unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that heard it uh, wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen and that was told them. And... Um, as we begin to, to, to look at this, I, I, I thought about this, uh, it being all according to plan, all according to plan. And I couldn't help but think about plans that, 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 that you and I make and, 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 and we make as individuals and how many times that uh, uh, things don't go exactly according to how we got them planned. A lot of times a sprag will get thrown in the spoke uh, uh, and, 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 and I think the Bible teaches us uh, uh, where there were some folks that said uh, uh, tomorrow we'll go and buy and sell and, and get game uh, uh, but we're warned uh, to say if it's the Lord's will we'll do this or do that so what that's telling us is and we know it from experience that plans that you and I make no matter how uh, earnest we are about the plans, uh, it doesn't take much uh, to get them changed yeah, or, to, or, to, or, or to have to deviate uh, from the plans that we made. But I'm glad to report to you today that this was a foreordained plan by God that did nothing happen to it to get it thrown out, did nothing happen to it to amend it or, or this, that, and the other, but this was a plan that was uh, made by God and it was carried out. Now the plan was probably not carried out like a lot of men wanted it to be. I said before that there was many that felt like the Messiah should come looking more royal than he looked. But this was all in God's plan to show us that God could come to us in the form of man, lowly, he could feel our pain. He could feel our agony. And yet he could go through this, this life without ever committing sin. That, that's what made him different from everybody else. I'm sure that uh, he had times that he was aggravated. I know the time that they had turned the church house into a yard sale over there. He wasn't real happy about that. But, but this was a plan that was carried out to the jot and to the tittle. And I'm glad to say today that, that 
that this is still being fulfilled today. God has not deviated from the plan. The plan is to uh, uh, whosoever will thing. I appreciate what was said up here when y'all were singing. It's not just to a certain class of people, but it's to whosoever will believe to the saving of their soul today. A plan uh, that's, that's spotless, a plan that's unblemished, amen, and that'll work. If anything else would have done for the remission of our sins, surely it would have been done. But there was nothing that we could offer that was no... There was no animal sacrifice pure enough. There was nothing that you and I could have done to justify ourselves and to save ourselves from the devil's hell. But I'm glad this morning that because of a plan that God made, that Jesus was born there in Bethlehem in a little, in a little, humble, little humble delivery, I believe it was. I think it was... I, I just picture there being a lot of livestock around, and and uh, and, and, and this being a this being a very humble birth. But <clears throat> over in uh, the book of Matthew, uh, Matthew goes into just a little bit more detail about Joseph in this, and, and, he, and, he, and he also talks about the wise men that are not mentioned over in, in, in the Gospel of Luke. And, and uh, Matthew also talks a little more about Herod. And uh, we think of this uh, birth of Christ, it is such a precious time, a holy time. It's a time families come together we, and we give gifts to one another. And, 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 and it, it's a peaceful time, it's, it's, it's a peaceful time. But we must realize that over in Matthew, hatred got on Jesus' trail as soon as he was born. Yeah. And as much as Mary loved him, and as much as Joseph loved him, and as much as the wise men who followed the star from the east were enchanted by him and brought gifts to him over there, Myrrh, frankincense, and gold. How the shepherds came and and how they were just uh, so impressed with this birth. Not everybody was so impressed with it. In fact, it caused hatred with a lot of people. The Bible said that Herod uh, asked the wise men what they were doing. They said, we're following the star from the east. And they had come into Judah there and uh, they were following the star to see. Herod told him, said, uh, when you find him, said, come back and tell me about it. He said, I want to go and worship him myself. Boy, what a in the grass he was. The Bible said that, that uh, the wise men, that they, they went over there and they followed the star right over to where Jesus lay. They went over there and they bowed down and they worshiped and they gave their gifts. But instead of coming back to Herod and letting Herod know where the baby was, they knew Herod's intentions. Uh, they went back to their place another way. And God had warned Joseph in a dream. 
he said that uh, take a babe and his mother and go off into Egypt. He said because Herod desires to destroy the child. And I believe with all my heart, Ricky, if Herod would have had his way, that's exactly what he had done. So with all the joy and the peace that comes with this birth of a little baby, Jesus Christ, we can see how the hatred was starting even right then against him. Herod had called in the, the chief priest and the scribes. He asked them, where, where, where is it that this, this Christ is supposed to be born at? And they said, well, the prophets say in Bethlehem of Judea. But I'm glad that Joseph took the advice he got from God and he took Mary and the babe and he fled over into Egypt. When Herod saw that he had been, I guess, uh, played a trick on, played a trick on, he, he began to get very angry. And this is how much that Herod hated the thoughts of a king coming and the government being upon his shoulder and him having a kingdom, an everlasting kingdom that would never be destroyed. Herod couldn't stand it. And he set out a decree, I believe it was, that all the little babies, male babies, two years old and under, should be destroyed. <coughs> that, that was even prophesied. And you know there was weeping and was weeping all through the city. But I said that to say this. If you don't get anything out of this, understand that this went all according to plan. All according to plan. And, and, and sometimes in my life, when, when things don't go exactly like I, I want them to go, or maybe that I think they ought to, I have to remember that I'm the clay, he's the potter. Amen. <laughs> and sometimes things don't work out just like I want them to. I realize today, Sister Marilyn, he's got a plan. Right. And it's always worked. Right. It's always worked today. And he's got a plan for your life, and he's got a plan for my life today. And we have the choice today as to whether we want to adhere to him and follow him whether we want to try to buck it and go another way. But I found out by experience that if I'll give in to him and tell him as Jesus prayed to the Father and he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Sometimes that's, we have to really get a help and a grace to say that. But Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And I love each and every one of you here today and I want to thank you for uh, praying for us. I want to thank you for praying for the radio broadcast and, and, and I want to thank you for being there. The ones of you that was able to come and others that listened on the radio, I want to thank you for that. I realize that being uh, Christmas Eve probably uh, uh, we might not have thought it was the best time to have a radio broadcast, but I'm glad that we did. Yeah. And um, I appreciate that. And I realize there's many of us that are sick. I'm not feeling too hot myself right now. But uh, well, let's pray for them. And I'm going to wish that everybody 
has a Merry Christmas. And I know a lot of us have already had our, our get-togethers and some still have some to do. And, and, uh, and, but it, it has been a wonderful Christmas yes, season. Yes, it has. And Brother Chris, when I look, every get-together that we've had, I've looked at the table and the bar there, saw all the food spread across there. I thought, boy, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of all this. And seeing the young'uns playing and having a big time and <coughs> and, uh, and Brother Michael, my mind goes back to my childhood, and uh, when I hear those Christmas songs that we were singing, my mind wandered back down memory lane, uh, back to about 1967, 68, and I can remember being at my aunt's house. We always gathered there at Christmas time, and cousins and everybody, and and. Uh, uh, I, I thought things were always going to be like that. I was that ignorant. I thought I things was all. I was always going to be young, and Mom and him was always going to be old. But we all find out that things change. People die. Places change. But I'm glad today. Just remember that we're building memories for our young people today. Amen. Marilyn, your grand youngins are gone. They're gone. But the Lord tells is coming, they're going to look back and remember all these times that they had your grandchildren and, and, and all these things like I look back on, on mine. But I love every one of you today. Does anybody have a testimony or anything you need to do or say? Anybody? Well, it's been good to be here. Why don't you give us a song, uh, Brother Wayne? Let's everybody stand. Well, you don't have to come to the piano. Let's sing Joy to the World. Joy to the World. Everybody uh, still look at him on page 270. <coughs> I'm trying to kick us off here. Yeah. Here we go. Joy, Joy to the World. 